0: what's ladies and gentlemen welcome back this is episode two of a journey through the fantastical uh my name is josh uh, i am the host of this show obviously this is a little passion project that i'm doing outside of the other stuff that i normally do um and if you don't know what that is let's talk about halo basically but yeah this show is dedicated to talking about video games books movies shows music Anything that I deem as quote-unquote fantastical. And I want you to join me on that journey. That sounds corny as all hell, but I don't care. So, this is episode two. Last episode was a little while ago. Um, Spoiler alert, my plan is, I want this to be a monthly thing. I want this to be a monthly show, whatever that topic entails for that month, whatever it is. Uh. Ideally, I'd love to do it even more than that, but you know, time gets in the way, life gets in the way, but that's besides the point. So the goal, do this monthly. It's 2024. I'm recording this on January 2nd, 2024. And you know, what typically happens with end of the year, start of the new year stuff is people make best of lists. That's kind of the, that's kind of the norm, you know, like favorite movies of the year, favorite music of the year, favorite games of the year. Uh, so on and so forth. There's literal award shows dedicated to these types of things, but um, basically, I'm going to stick with that norm. And but I'm going to split these up. So I I'll go on record and say this: I think 2023, looking back at it, was the best year in my opinion for both video games and music, specifically. The music that I like to listen to, which I like to listen to a lot of different things, I will say that. But um, I'll also say that my main my main genre that I listen to is pop punk. Uh, emo is a little bit thrown in there as well. But those are, the, those are the two main genres that I dedicate a lot of my time to because it's what I listen to a lot in middle school and uh, high school. And what they say um, is that the, the music that you listen to throughout the years in middle school and high school is the music that you tend to listen to throughout your lifetime. And I, I guess that's kind of true, at least in my case, because that's exactly what's been happening to me. Um, so what I'm going to do for this episode is I'm going to dedicate episode two of a journey through the fantastical to my favorite music of 2023. I have, uh, five singles of the year. I have an honorable mention album because it literally released, uh, on the 28th of December of 2023, so I don't think I had enough time to really let it steep to get a better opinion on it, but there are a good amount of songs on it that I do thoroughly enjoy, and then I have my top 12 albums, we'll say. Um, It could have been a top 10, but like I said, I think this year was so phenomenal in terms of music that I like to listen to that it it was incredibly difficult even to narrow it down to those 12. And if I'm being completely honest, like I look back at everything that I listened to throughout this year that released this, that that released in 2023 and my mind was absolutely blown by what had come out And the same goes for video games. And we'll talk about video games in another episode, um, coming soon, I guess we'll say, I I know I said, I want to do this monthly, but I kind of want to get these year lists out relatively soon. Um, considering 2024 has already begun, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. But with that in mind, here's how this is going to go down. We're going to start with my five favorite singles of the year. Now, that could mean one of two things. It could mean this was a literal single that released from an album. This could mean that, no, it's simply just a single that released, and there's no album tied to it. Or it could also mean that this is a song that I liked from an album that I did not like or I did not care for very much in the grand scheme of things. So think of it as like the best of that album in my opinion. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to talk about it. We're going to listen to a little bit of it and then, well, I guess we'll just move on to the next one. Hopefully I don't get DMCA'd for this shit, but uh, we'll, we'll find out, I guess you could say. But first and foremost, let's go through my top five singles of twenty. 23. Now, again, I like a lot of pop punk, a little emo thrown in there as well. So do keep in mind that that's where the majority of where this is going to lie. But I will say that in my albums of the year, um, there's a little bit more variety sprinkled in throughout. But without further ado, my number five single of 2023 is The Ghost of Billy Royalton. By a band called Dance Gavin Dance. Now there was some controversy around one of the singers of Dance Gavin Dance. Um, is and not don't really need to get into that. Uh, you can feel free to look into it if you want to, but nothing is nothing has been proven true at this point in time. So you know, kind of that whole like innocent until proven guilty type shit, if you know what I mean. Um, a lot of allegations, not a lot. There were, there were some allegations thrown out about the lead singer. And, um, so obviously form your own opinions. I'm waiting for an official statement to be made and it doesn't look like there has been, um, in terms of like any wrongdoing. Therefore, I really like this single. Um, this is not tied to any album. This is literally just a single of theirs. And it's called the ghost of Billy Royalton by dance, Gavin dance. ladies and gentlemen was the ghost of Billy Royalton by dance, Gavin dance. Now, if you're paying attention towards the latter part of that little snippet there, you may have heard some kind of screaming stuff in the background. Uh, that is the other lead singer of the band. And, uh, the, the song kind of opens with that type of sound. So if you're in, if you like that type of sound, then you'll probably like dance, Gavin dance. If you're not a fan of the screaming aspect, um, then I, I'll just flat out say that you're probably not going to like them. Uh, It took me a while to warm up to the band. I won't lie to you. I had never actually really been a fan of dance, Gavin dance Um, allegations or not. It's just their sound didn't really jive with me. And then there were a few songs that came out on earlier albums of theirs that I really like really loved. Um, And I'm like, you know what? Let me give them another shot here and really dive in a little bit further and see if something gels with me. And this song came out this year and I just, I like I said, I really enjoy it. It's my fifth favorite single of the year, and there you go. The next single, number four of my favorite singles of the year, is off of an album called Losing What We Love. It's the new album, by Knuckle Puck. Um, the song is called The Tower. Now, here's the issue, right, is that I was really looking forward to this album. So for those who don't know, Knuckle Puck has been around for a while. Um, they really they really hit the ground running with their first album. Uh, well, actually, their first two albums, I guess you could say, they really, really hit the ground running. And it they really kind of showed no signs of stopping. But my problem with them is is uh, I feel like they didn't really push themselves further, but instead kind of regressed in a way on their third album. And if I'm not mistaken, this is their fourth. And I was really looking forward to this because the single released, and I thought this was getting them getting back to their sound while also just getting a little bit more into the heavier side. Um, not heavy in a screaming sense, but just heavy in like a thematic sense, I guess you could say. So we're going to listen to the snippet and, uh, I hope you enjoy again. This is the tower by knuckle puck. There you have it, The Tower by Knucklepuck. So that was the chorus that I played for you there. Um, The thing, it's just, again, the thing that that I love about that chorus at the very least is that it just, again, it brings me back to those first couple albums that this band released, and it just brought me right back into that headspace of just wanting more of that sound that they have because, yes, they are a little bit heavier in in their sound, but they're also very... Easily digestible, I guess you could say. I'm not a big fan of... I I don't like screaming. Like, I'm not... I've never been a fan of that. I like being able to understand what the artist is saying and conveying within their music. And that's why it took me so long to come around to Dance Gavin and Dance, because I... Some of their lyrics are intelligible to me, or unintelligible to me, because I can't... Like, I just can't discern the screaming from the lyrics. Um... It's the same reason why I can't really do death metal or anything like that is because like a lot of the grunting and the, um, and the guttural sounds that these artists are making, like good for them for making the music that they enjoy and music that people, other people enjoy that they make. It's just not for me. I want to understand the lyrics that are being said because I think like songs tell stories and lyrics have a lot of meaning behind them or in the most sense they do. Um, and so the tower... Really cool meaning behind the song as well, and yeah, I just I love how it felt like they got back to their sound. My problem is is that the album didn't, so <laughs> you take that as you will. But there you go. That was the Tower by Knucklepuck, my fourth favorite single of the year. Number three is a band that uh, fucking of course also has a little controversy behind them too. Yay! Um, but this is the story so far. They've again they've been around for a very long time in this space in this scene. Um everybody's waiting on their new album to release whatever that's going to be called whenever that may be and I was a huge huge fan of their last album it was called Proper Dose um for those who don't know the lead singer has gone through a lot of battles with drug use and drug abuse uh this is why I say that lyrics have a very powerful meaning and convey a very powerful story depending upon the song that you're listening to and if you actually pay attention to the words that are being spoken um and while, like, obviously, huge proponent to not doing drugs, obviously, don't do drugs, duh, um, it's a really powerful feeling when you're able to hear the story being said of these life experiences of these people who have gone through it. And especially when those stories are told through music. Um, so Proper Dose, in my opinion, was a phenomenal album from start to finish by the story so far. And this song, though kind of brings them back to their roots, and their roots were more of a punkier sound. Um, And me being a pop-punk lover, I absolutely fucking adored this. So the song is called Big Blind. This is by the story so far. Let's just get right into it. That was Big Blind by The Story So Far. My number three favorite single of 2023, as a matter of fact. Again, so if you listen to that, you could hear... Um, that was the beginning of the song through the first intro into the first chorus. And you can see how seamlessly it all goes through. Um, and they they just... They bring back a little bit of that pop-punkier sound to themselves. Where Proper Dose was more of a like, melancholic, I guess you could say, type of album. Um, a little bit slower paced. While it's still having some heavier... Th- themes and whatnot within the album. It was a little bit slower with sound, uh which I did absolutely love. This song brings them back to their more pop punkier stuff um, a little bit faster, a little more groovy. It just i I fucking I adore it. I love this song. I listen to it all the time. My wife can attest to this. We listen to it in the car quite frequently. but that this that pales in comparison to the other two singles the my top two singles of the year. I play these all the time. Um, so I'm an Apple music user. Uh, I used to use Spotify for a long time. Um, but with having a lot of Apple devices in the house and the Apple one subscription, it just makes sense financially to group everything together, have Apple music. I have no problems with it. Um, especially, like I said, considering I use Apple devices, it is what it is. Um, if you use Spotify, more power to you. I love, I, I still like, like their platform quite a lot. Um, but again, if it wasn't, Due to using Apple products, I probably would switch back to Spotify as well. But regardless. Take a sip of my coffee. Regardless. Um... The reason why I bring up Apple Music is because Spotify has their wrapped, like Spotify wrapped their end of the year thing where they compile all the things that you listen to and they make a top list for you. And like, they break it down by how many minutes you listen to a genre, what your favorite genre was, blah, 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 blah. Apple Music does the same thing. Um, They call it their uh, Apple Music replay. And then like Google, like YouTube does the same thing now because Spotify really blew this up, Um, made it an event, a spectacle, if you will. I mean, I fucking loved when I got my Spotify rap. Don't get me wrong. Trending on Twitter, it's always a good time. Um, so when I opened up my Apple Music replay, my number one single was arguably my most played song of the year. But my number two single of 2023 is like, like I said, 2023, in my opinion, was the best year of music that I that I listened to by far. This song fucking slaps. I. Love this song. Uh, it's by a band called Bearings. It is off the album The Best Part of Being Human. Or The Best Part About Being Human. This song is called Howie, You're a Freak. And... This, oh my god. So what I'm going to do is... I'm going to play you the final... um, The final... Ver, uh, the final chorus, I guess you could say. Leading into the end of the song. And I... I cannot say enough good things about this song. Again, this is another instance, unfortunately of liking this single or liking this song far more than the album as a whole. But whenever a song puts a smile on my face, when, and I promise we'll get to plenty more of that Especially, like not only with the, my number one single of the year, but also my albums of the year. Um, I love when music makes you feel something. I love when music makes you feel different types of emotions, and obviously, like one of the best parts about listening to music is being happy while listening to music. And just okay, here here's Howie, your freak by the band Bearings off the album. The best part about being human. Here is the last ver uh, the last chorus into the end of the song. I hope you enjoy as much as I do. So, again, that was Howie You're a Freak by the band Bearings. So, if you paid attention, like, I've got fucking goosebumps even listening to that right there. So, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, I tell you how lyrics are a very cool thing. Um, He says, you came and changed that for me, you came and changed that for me, in the first part of the chorus, right? And then in the second part of the chorus, it gets a little more powerful, where he says, you came and changed that for me, Goddamn, you changed that for me. So... It's a very small thing, right? Like, I'm just, I'm geeking over this stupid fucking thing. It's a very small thing, but it's those moments where, like I said, a a lot of songs, you're telling a story throughout it, right? Whether, I mean, the story could be very simplistic, it could be very complex, but regardless, a lot of songs tell stories. A lot of albums tell stories that they're called conceptual albums, right? And the thing that I, one of the things I love about that song, other than it sounding amazing, is... That that chorus, how just a quick change of a line can completely change the delivery of that line or the delivery of that chorus or your thoughts about that song. And so how he goes from, you came and changed that for me, you came and changed that for me, to you came and changed that for me, god damn, you changed that for me. Like, that was a very powerful moment for that person in that moment. And I just, I love it. I I, I play that song all the time. I absolutely love that song. You should give the album a shot. Um, if you liked that, you should give the album a shot. The album that wasn't really for me, but um, that song and the song Scenery. Scenery off that album. Again, the album is called The Best Part About Being Human. Um, links to everything will be included in the description of the show as well, so don't worry about that. Uh, but regardless, give the album a shot if you're any at all interested. But I just love this song. Let's go to number one. My number one. Single of 2023. There's an album that is on the way that was supposed to, I I, will quote unquote, supposed to, I can't definitively say we'll say, uh, um, speculatively, it was supposed to release in 2023. It was supposed to release whether in October or December of 2023, but it never came out. But regardless, the first single That I believe is going to be on that album. Again, it's not even confirmed, but the first single that I believe to be on that album is called Lost. The name of this band is Bring Me The Horizon. Now, for those who know of Bring Me The Horizon, they used to be a very, very heavy band band. Um, And there were songs of theirs that I actually really did enjoy. Can you feel my heart? Is one of the best songs in the genre, in my opinion, hands down. Um, The opening of it alone is like if the opening alone doesn't give you goosebumps, holy moly! I don't know, I don't know what type what type of music can move you at that point. But regardless, I was waiting for an album, and when the single came out, I knew that not only this song is very special, but the eventual album is going to be very, very special as well. Because for those who have been following Bring Me to the Horizon, they don't rest on their laurels. They completely change their sound album to album. and it's, Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. It's all about personal preference, right? That's the beautiful part about music is that you can have an opinion on it and anybody, everybody can feel different about even a, a similar song. But I know that their change in sound really deferred, like really made people not want to listen to them. Like they still had their hardcore fan base and whatnot. And obviously they brought in different types of fans depending upon the album that they're releasing. But some of their hardcore fans really got away from them because of the change in the style that they had. So when they came out with this single, it blew me away. For those who don't know, my favorite band of all time is My Chemical Romance. My favorite album of all time, not just by that band, but literally my favorite album of all time is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I think it's a better album than The Black Parade. I know. Fucking sue me. Um, And that album, in my opinion, does so much within within its time limit, so much within its song choices, so many different styles of music included in that album that I like, I can listen. That's the album. Everybody asks, you know, what's an album you can listen to forever and never get bored of it. It's that one. Three cheers for street revenge by my chemical romance is that album for me lost by bring me to the horizon. My number one single of the year. It was inspired by my Chemical romance. Let's listen to it and you can find out why this is lost by Bring Me to The Horizon, my number 1 single of 2023. Though, am I right? Though, oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so when this song released, I like I could not contain my excitement. There's song when songs released that I'm fully like head over heels in love with. I send it to everybody. I make sure everybody's aware of this, whether or not they like the same shit I listen to. I don't care if there's something that I find that releases and I am just over the moon about it. I need to tell everyone. And this was one of those songs. I can't believe that this band taking inspiration from my favorite band of all time and releasing this absolute banger of a single. Again, this is not tied to an album. They just released this song and Oh my God. I adore it. I listen to it all the time. I still do. It's it's in my current favorites playlist. It's in my best of the year playlist. It's in, like, I just listen to it all all of the all the time. Um, so again, you you kind of get an idea of what I like to listen to. But that song, just the the variety within it. Right? You have the electronic stuff. You got the pop punk stuff. You got the emo stuff. It's just, and it's catchy as all hell. That song slaps. I love it. Absolutely love it. So again, let's just go in order here. My number five single, The Ghost of Billy Royalton by Dance Gavin Dance. Number four is The Tower by Knuckle Puck. Number three, Big Blind by The Story So Far. Number two, Howie, Your Freak by the band Bearings. And number one is Lost by Bring Me The Horizon. Best albums, best albums of the year. Here's where a little more variety comes into play. But before I get into my top 12, an album released on the 28th of December, 2023, that's called Greatest Hangs by the band Good Hangs. Now, this album released so close to the end of the year that I wanted, I wanted to be able to give it its fair shake. It cannot enter my top 12 because, again, this is an instance of I don't think I have had enough time to really give this album its proper due. But what I will say is there are four songs that stand out as remarkable. And those four songs are When the World Ends, which is the final song on the album, Great Closer, um, Intoxicated, Local Scene, and the first song, the opener on the album, which we are, which is the one we are going to listen to, it is titled, I Hate You for Making Me Hate You. Again, there can be a lot of powerful words that are spoken, powerful stories that are told within music. And regardless of your feelings on the genre, um, again, it just depends on the song that you're listening to. When a song or when an album has a powerful opener it just it just en- makes me engrossed in what you have coming it makes me cannot it makes me not want to wait for what you have coming i just want to sit there and en- and just embrace what is on the way in that album and the opener for greatest hangs by good hangs is literally just that again the song is called I hate you and then the parentheses for making me hate you and uh let's give it a listen see what you think
1: <clears throat> all right didn't want to be let down but you let me down now you can come to my house and you ran away. tips and I-
0: Do you see what I mean? Again, when it when an album opens or when a song starts and it puts a smile on my face, then I know that there's going to be something special there. And that is the exact same reaction I got with the opening of this album, with the opening of that song, where you hear the guitar and you hear the step changes within that, within those chord progressions, and it's just it's inviting. You can tell that there's going to be a powerful message behind the song as well. You can tell that there's real emotion within the lyrics that are being sung. Um, There's real emotion in the way that those lyrics are being conveyed within the song. And I'll just tell you that, again, like we're listening to, we're not listening to kids' music here, right? Like uh, some of the, the, a lot of the songs in here, um, in my list, some can be happy, go lucky. Uh, others can be very, very emotional. I just want to make sure that that is, that is understood. Um, because a lot of the bands that I listen to can deal with some heavier themes, right? And I don't want that to deter people from giving them a shot because there are a lot of people out there that like listening to music. That just makes them excited, makes them happy. And I completely understand and respect that. um, but the thing that I love about music as a whole is the way that it makes you feel and the way that it makes you think. Um, and like, I still, this is going to sound stupid, but like there, I will like the, the song that played at my wedding, um, I, I'll just call it my wedding song. I'm not going to say what it is because that's special to me and my wife. But whenever I listen to that song in the car and I start belting it out, like I'll start crying and I don't cry. That is fun fact. I know it's very fucking personal all of a sudden, I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not a big crier. Um, But that's why I love music so much because music can be a very powerful thing. And it's why I talk about getting goosebumps when you hear certain chord progressions in a song or a specific lyric that pops out or the way that a lyric is sung and just the, the music in the background, the melody, the harmonizing, whatever it may be can make you feel something. And that's, Again, what I love about music so much, it's why I love video games. We'll talk about that later. It's just, these are powerful art forms that exist out there that just take you away from what you're currently thinking about or doing or worrying about. And it lets you focus on something completely different. And music's amazing. So again, my honorable mention of the year just simply because it released too fucking late in the year, is the album Greatest Hangs by Good Hangs. Uh, Go ahead and give them a listen if you were interested based off that snippet that we played at the beginning. All right, top 12 time. My buddy Justin's going to fucking hate me for this. Okay? My number 12. I feel I am obligated to put this on my list. You may be asking yourself... You're not obligated to put anything on your fucking list. It's your list. You do whatever you want. You're right. You are absolutely right. But again, I feel obligated to put this on my list. Reason being is because of what, uh, who the artist is. Okay, who the artist is. Who is this artist, you may ask yourself. Let me tell you. The artist is none other than Taylor Swift. So hear me out. Hear me out. If you're thinking to yourself right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, this motherfucker likes Taylor Swift. Are you kidding me? Guess what? I was right there with you. Uh, Two, three years ago, I was right there with you. I could never understand her appeal. Um, I was never that big of a fan of hers. I shouldn't say two to three years ago. I I should back it up even further. Um, Many, many, many years ago, her album 1989 released. It was at that moment where I liked a Taylor Swift album. So much to say I loved a Taylor Swift album, but my problem was that was the only one I liked. I didn't really care for any of her stuff previous. I knew the singles, but I'm like, eh, whatever. I I I don't really see the appeal. It wasn't until she went full pop that I respected her more as an artist. Um... And maybe that's me being naive and whatnot, and I I respect that. But let me get to the point here. That was my thought on Taylor Swift before. Fast forward to now, fast forward to, again, like two or three years ago, where it all finally clicked for me. I understand that some of her lyrics can be very simplistic and whatnot, but she had such a breadth of content in her discography that she basically has something for everybody at this point. She has a full pop album with 1989, in my opinion, her best. She has more country-esque stuff with her first couple albums. She has more folk stuff with Folklore and Evermore. She has more of like a vibey sense with Midnights and whatnot, right? It's like she has a breadth of variety in her music. But my number 12, released this year. Well, not this year, released in 2023. It's fucking I'm recording this is 2024. Jesus Christ. Okay, so. My number 12 is 1989 Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. Oh my God. Again, the reason why it's in my list is because 1989 is my favorite Taylor Swift album of all time. And I was just waiting until she finally released the Taylor's version of this album, because I already knew I loved the original. So I was already going to love this one. And spoiler alert, I knew would this have been higher up on my list? Maybe. The reason why it's not is because I wanted to give a spotlight. I wanted to shine a spotlight on other albums that weren't re-releases that came out in 2023. But I still wanted to include this in my list because if you are not a fan of Taylor Swift, or if you really have never given Taylor Swift a chance, I implore you to give this album a chance. I I know like the whole you belong with me era and all and like, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 era and all that stuff. Right. I, I know, but hear me out. 1989 to me is peak Taylor Swift where she went full pop. And I think she, she's the better for it. She's all the better for going full pop in her music from the opener of welcome to New York. It really sets the scene as to how this album is going to go. Um, my favorite, my other favorite songs on this include Wildest Dreams, Wonderland and New Romantics. Um, but the one that we are going to listen to the snippet we're going to listen to here is from the song, how you get the girl. Now, again, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I understand. I don't, I don't, I don't despise you or anything like that. I just want you to try to give her another chance if you haven't already. And in terms of Justin, Justin, I know your wife listens to it to her a lot. So I mean, you're in a different camp entirely here, but um, I just, I love this album from start to finish. It is, this is what exactly what I wanted out of a Taylor Swift album. And at the time when 1989 initially released, it all clicked for me. I finally was like, this, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what I knew you were capable of doing as an artist. And I'm so glad you finally did it. Um, and I have basically just been a, a fan ever since, not a fanatic, but just a fan ever since. So we're going to listen to the song, how you get the girl by Taylor Swift. Just a little snippet, little little snippety snip snippet. Here it is. How you get the girl. Best part coming up.
1: Don't you to
0: Why did I say the best part was coming up? Because, again, when you listen to songs and you actually listen to them, right? a lot of people just listen to music to listen to music, to have something on in the background and not really pay attention. But if you really pay attention to songs, that's why I love music so much is that you can sense the changes in the tone and the way things are delivered. Um, Like so on and so forth. And when she, how she ends that part of the song, basically her bridge in a case, it's just, it's nice that she goes a little softer in her voice, um, puts a little bit more emotion behind the words that are being conveyed. It's just, I love it. Absolutely love it. So again, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I highly recommend you, you at the very least, check out the album 1989 by Taylor Swift. Um, to me, it's her at her highest. And that's crazy to say for, for an artist that is, was literally times person of the year in 2023, regardless of your thoughts about that, that, that is what happened. Um, And so people would say that she's at the height of her power right now. But in my opinion, like her album peak was 1989, at least right now. So highly recommend you go give that a shot. That's my number 12 album of 2023. 1989 Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. Number 11. Number 11. I'm a big all-time low fan. I'm a big, big, big all-time low fan. So much so. That I believe their recent albums have been some of the best they've ever done. And it's crazy to say that because their older albums are phenomenal. They're quintessential pop-punk albums. So Wrong It's Right. Nothing personal. Chef's Kiss. But they released an album in 2023. It's called Tell Me I'm Alive. And... If you're a fan of their newer stuff, you're probably going to like this. I also enjoyed this. But there's a couple standout songs on it that I just want to briefly mention. One is Kill Your Vibe. Uh, I don't like how they named this song because your, your is you are fucking okay. guess English language doesn't really work out. But regardless, good song. Really good song. But the song that I want to sh- uh, play you a snippet of is titled Calm Down by all-time low from the album. Tell me I'm alive. And basically it's kind of how it's an intro to what the chorus is going to be. I guess you could say. And yeah, I, again, I am biased when it comes to all-time low, all-time low could release a shit album and I'll probably still find a way to enjoy it. So you can take my opinion with a grain of salt here, but it's my list. So fuck it. Right. Um, but no, if you're just looking for some easygoing summer vibes, pop punk, more on the poppier side, definitely not on the punkier side, more on the poppier side than recent all-time low albums. Hell, my best all-time low in general is a great choice, an absolute great choice. This is the opening of Calm Down by all-time low from the album, Tell Me I'm Alive.
1: Me to calm down, tell me to calm down. It's freaking me out that you're not freaking out. Don't tell me I'll be fine, even if you're right. It's freaking me out. Don't tell me to calm down
0: So again, you you may listen to that and be like, oh, it's is that how is that what it's gonna be? And then that's the intro, right, to how the chorus is going to be. When the actual chorus really kicks in, it's a lot more bombastic. It's a lot more, uh, it's a lot more punkier, I guess you could say. Uh, it's a lot more oof behind it. And if you're into that sort of thing, I just I really recommend the album. Tell Me I'm Alive by All Time Low. That is my number eleven album of the year. But now we're getting into the top ten. It's top ten time. Foo Fighters. Um, one of the most quintessential rock bands to ever exist. They again have been around for a very, very long time, but they also went through a tragedy, a recent tragedy. Um, their drummer passed away and it was really felt it was unexpected. Um, everything seemed like it was okay, but the drummer unexpectedly passed away. Um, and this is the album that came out after that tragic event for that band. So for those who don't know who Dave Grohl is, Dave, not the drummer, um, but Dave Grohl, lead singer of Foo Fighters, used to be the drummer for Nirvana way back in the day. Um, the, the, there was always a big question around what was this band going to do now that the, the drummer has passed away? And let me just say, I, I think they, they hit it out of the fucking park. One of my worries with Foo Fighters is that they got away from their traditional sound a little too much and they became this can sound terrible but they came more of like a just like a traditional dad rock type band where they they kind of lost their edge in a way and if you listen to Dave Grohl he's got such an an incredible voice for rock and roll um where he can get into heavier tones if he needs to, and he just has a powerful presence in his voice. And I've really felt like we we're getting away from that. And it was, it was unfortunate, but then this album released. And while it does have a lot of somber moments on it, because they are dealing with a lot internally as the band, it's a beautiful album from start to finish. I want to play the opening of the first song of the album. The song is called rescued. Um, I should have mentioned what the title of the record is. The title of the album is But Here We Are. Again, this is by Foo Fighters. This is my number 10 album of the year, and this is the song Rescued. You go rescued from the album but here we are by Foo Fighters my number 10 album of the year and the beautiful part about that and the way that i love how that album opens is that you do get a little bit more of that grunginess from Dave Grohl's voice finally back in these songs and i think it's a powerful opener i think again what i talked about earlier is i love how openings to albums kind of reel you in and get you excited and anticipatory of what's to come next. And it's exactly what that song does. It pulled me in. It didn't let me go. And it's a very, very powerful album considering the themes and the stuff that those, that that band was going through um, at the time when recording it and then writing it and all that stuff. So again, Foo Fighters kind of back on top there with the album, but here we are. That song was called rescued. Number nine album of 2023 we're going to get back to the pop punk stuff here. Debut album from a brand new band on the scene. This uh, The band is called Hot Milk. You know, g- you know, it's, <laughs> you got to work with what you got. And uh, Hot Milk is the name of the band. The title of the album is A Call to the Void. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. My favorite band of all time is My Chemical Romance. And, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, my favorite album by them, my favorite album of all time. To me, it has a common theme throughout the album, right? Um, not that it's a concept album, because Black Parade, uh, three Black Parade, which is Mike M's third album, that is a concept album. That has a story that is told throughout the beginning and the end of that album. That has a story to tell. But Three Cheers, to me, thematically, like has a sound throughout the entire album. And this album by hot milk called a call to the void has to, in my opinion, one of those similar themes throughout the entire album. Um, it's got a great sound all the way through and it's just, it's got some fucking bops on it. And the song that I want to play you is called Alice Cooper's pool house. And if I didn't already love the album, then this song would have been in my singles of the year. But since I love the album so much, again it's number nine on my list. I love this song so much that uh, I think we need to. I think we need to listen to it a little bit. So, again, the song is called Alice Cooper's Pool House. The name of the band Hot Milk from the album A Call to the void ladies and gentlemen let's just uh, let's just get right into it So that was the chorus from the song Alice Cooper's Pool House. And if you paid attention, you may have noticed something. Yes, two singers in the band, baby. A man and a woman. Um, they are phenomenal together. They, they, they bounce so well off one another in their songs. Um, so if you're looking for a pop punk band that has a female lead, we love those in the scene because there aren't enough of them. You need to listen to Hot Milk. They are amazing. This album is incredible as well. Um and they just have this they just have this pop punk emo vibe to them that I cannot shake. I love them. I love what they did on this thing. And that that song if there's ever a song to get me hyped up when I just need it in a day or whatever it may be, I listen to Alice Cooper's Pool House. I love this song. I love this band. I love this album. Please go listen to it. We're going to do a change of pace here from a number eight spot. Justin, who I mentioned earlier in the episode when we was talking about Taylor Swift, um, he recently got married. He got married in the year 2023. Um, so congratulations, Justin and Taylor. You guys are amazing. Leading up to his wedding, um, an album released. So they live in Canada. Uh, we tra- we live in Minnesota. So we traveled up there. We drove up there. Um, basically a straight shot North. And we get there, we're enjoying our time, we're relaxing. Um, I believe it is the day of the wedding, as a matter of fact. And my wife is getting her nails done um, to get ready and whatnot. I am just picking up a couple things from a store, heading back to the hotel room. And again, just relaxing and thinking about how we're going to spend the day as we get ready for the wedding. And an album released that day, um, literally that day. And it's Post Malone's new album called Austin. Uh, for those who don't know, that is Post Malone's first name is Austin, and I don't think this album could have come out at a more perfect time. Uh, I am a Post Malone fan. I would consider myself a Posty fan, and but the thing that I love about Post is that a lot of his lyrics are very can can be pretty generic. Um, but again, I love the emotional aspect that he provides to these songs. He really puts his heart into the music. Um and let me just say that it, I I don't know if it was just because there was the combination of one of my best friends getting married and uh, this album releasing, but I just I had this shit on repeat consistently. Um I listened to it that whole entire day. I listened to it The next day I listened to it on the way back home um, from Canada and I've it's it's songs from this album have been in my my rotation ever since. Um, And the thing that's special about this album is that post is getting away from his more like bombastic rap and R&B stuff to be more of a emotional trip. Songs are a lot slower. Songs have a little bit more meaning behind them. Um, There's less instrumentation. There's more acoustics that are involved. And again, it it just felt like the perfect storm of situation to happen for this album to release. And this album holds a very special place in my heart because of the moment behind it. Um, So yeah, number eight is Austin by Post Malone. The song that I want to play for you is called Landmine from this album. Again, again, they try to keep an open mind here because if you know about Post Malone in the past, then you'll know his other songs, right? You'll know his bigger, heavier beats, stuff like that. Um a little bit more rapping in the lyrics whatever it may be. But just keep an open mind. I'm going to play this snippet from the song Landmine. Again, this is Post Malone off the record Austin. Enough. I There you go. That's Landmine from Post Malone off the album Austin. I love the album from start to finish. It, again, it's a different kind of vibe if you're used to previous Post Malone stuff. Um, but again, I, I really recommend you try to give this one a shot. It's, it is different. It's not what you're going to be used to when it comes from a Post Malone record. But I think it's more powerful. I think it's more emotional. I think it's more meaningful. And for that, I think... I think Austin, I think Post Malone did a great job conveying that throughout this record. And again, maybe it was just the time that it came out in, but to me, it was a very special moment. It was a very powerful moment in my life. Um, So there you go. That was my number eight album of 2023, Austin by Post Malone. Moving on to number seven. We're getting there, folks. We are getting there. Number seven. My girl, Olivia Rodrigo. Holy shit. Olivia Rodrigo, in my opinion, this might be a very bad comparison, but Justin, this is for you too, so fuck you. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, in my opinion, is an edgier, punkier version of a Taylor Swift. And I mean that in the best way possible because I love what Olivia is doing in her music as well. Um, Olivia released the album Sour. That was her debut and it had driver's license and everyone was fucking, Oh my God, it's fucking driver's license song of the year. Um, there are so many better songs on that album than driver's license, by the way, like so, so many better songs on that album. That album was phenomenal in its own right. But let's talk about the follow-up guts. Guts is the name of the album. Olivia Rodrigo is the name of the artist. I want to talk to you about Vampire. The first single off of this album. Let me tell you where I was when this single released. I was in Arlington, Texas. I was there for a Halo event. The worst Halo event of the year, by far. uh, In terms of the event itself. The gameplay and the people and the experience were great. But the venue... And all the shit tied to that was awful. Regardless, I was in Arlington, Texas. I was on my way out of the Airbnb to go to the airport to go home. And I had seen that Vampire was trending on Twitter. And I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck is, the, is, the, is Vampire trending on Twitter? What is that in a reference to? And I saw that Olivia Rodrigo had released a single. And it was called Vampire. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. I'm in. I'll give this a listen to. So I have it downloaded and ready to go for when I get on the plane. Um, say goodbye to the friends that were there. Uh, Riz and Snag, shout out to you guys. Uh, say goodbye to those guys. Got on the plane. And I'm not kidding. This is no exaggeration whatsoever. From the moment I stepped foot onto the plane, to the moment I landed, to the moment I got my bags, to the moment my wife picked me up from the airport, to the moment we were driving in the car, I had that song on repeat. That singular song on repeat. At least three hours. At least. Nonstop. Play the song, song ends, play the song again, song ends, play the song again, over three hours straight. I fucking loved it. And if that was any indication of what that album was going to be, this had potential for album of the year. In my opinion, this had, this was earlier in the year, right? This had potential to be album of the year. It's number seven for me, so obviously I think there's some things that are better. But holy moly, Vampire was a single that I thought could not be beat. The problem was is that the album wasn't like that, and that's not in a bad way. I think the album's still obviously very good, hence why it's number seven on my list. But my problem with Vampire is that when Vampire ends, I'm not gonna play that song for you. That spoiler, that's not the single we're gonna listen to. But uh the ending of that song has a very, very big buildup. And I'm thinking to myself, again, this is before the album comes out, when I'm just listening to that single over and over and over again. When the when the buildup happens at the very end of the song, all I can think about is, oh my god, what's next? What's coming next? And then it's not that. Like it doesn't the next song on the album is not. Um, a song that you would think would lead from the ending of Vampire. But regardless, it's, it's okay. It's a minor nitpick. But the song I do want to play for you, the snippet I want to play for you is from the song Making the Bed, which in my opinion is the best song on the album. You heard me gush about Vampire listening to it for over three hours straight. And I say that that is not the best song on the album. No. Instead... That song is called Making the Bed, and I cannot get enough of it. This song is a little bit on the slower side, but I think, again, just is so, so, so good. It has one of the best lines in the album, in my opinion, and I believe we're going to listen to it in the snippet, so... Instead of me talking about it, let's just listen to it. This is Making the Bed by Olivia Olivia Rodrigo off the album Guts. Every night I wake up from this
1: one recurring dream. I'm driving through the city. Brakes go out on me. I can't stop at the red light. I can't swerve off the road. I've some words, cause my life feels so out of control. And I tell someone I love them just as a distraction. They tell me that they love me like I'm some tourist attraction. I changing my machinery, and I just let it happen. I got the things I wanted. It's just not what I imagined. But sometimes I feel like I don't.
0: I was making the bed by Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. Apparently, I can't fucking pronounce her name correctly. Um, the lyric that I was talking about is in the in the verse, and it goes, "And I tell, and tell someone I love them just as a distraction. They tell me that they love me like I'm some tourist attraction." And again, just a very, very powerful lyric from somebody who is really going through it in their twenties. Um, and it's 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 awesome. It's a great lyric. It's a phenomenal song. It's a great album. You should listen to it. And even if you're not a pop music fan, like it's, she does, she does such a great job. Olivia does. She does such a great job at, um, just diverting expectations. She does such a great job of that. She does a great job of introducing more punk aspects into her songs That's why I said she's kind of like a more punkier, edgier Taylor Swift, but like she's her own person. She does a phenomenal job in her albums and it's just, it's got angsty teenager written all over it while also just being more in depth Um, because she's dealing with a little bit more heavier themes than just breakups, I guess you could say, but please go listen to that album. It's my seventh favorite of the year. It's guts by Olivia Rodrigo. And again, if if I listen to Vampire for three hours in a row, you know I already love it. But Making the Bed, in my opinion, is the best song on that album. Let's go to number six. Number six, a band that it was a long time coming before they released their last album. Let's talk about Pierce the Veil. Pierce the Veil, another one of those bands that had a heavier, kind of screamier aspect to them. When they first came onto the scene many, many, many years ago. But now, as band members grow older, band members have families, have children, whatever it may be, we grow up, right? But the thing that I love about this band and this album titled The Jaws of Life is what do you do when you're in that situation? What type of music do you write when you have grown up, when you do have a family, when you do have children? When you are growing apart from other friends, from if it is bandmates, whatever it may be. What happens when you're thrown into the jaws of life? And this is the album that you get. If you were, if you were a Pierce the Veil, uh, Pierce the Veil fan before, then this is not like their older albums at all. Okay, this is not like their older albums at all. This is a band that completely changed how their sound is, while also just hanging on to those threads of what made them who they are. And the thing I love about artists, these uh, about artists in general, is when they do stuff like that. When they are like, you know what, we've made we've made this album five times in a row. Let's do something new. And not only do they do something new, but I think they knocked it out of the park. The song I want to play for you is called Shared Trauma. And again, keep an open mind on this. The reason I say that is because if you were a Pierce the Veil fan before, this is nothing like what they sounded like before. This is a whole new Pierce the Veil. It's very, it's much more melodic. Um, a lot of harmonies involved. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I just absolutely adore it. The snippet I'm going to play for you is from the song Shared Trauma. This is by Pierce the Veil, off the album, The Jaws of Life. And then that would lead into the chorus as well. But again, that was shared trauma by Pierce the veil off the album, the jaws of life. One of the things I'm super excited about is that I finally am going to be able to see Pierce the veil for the first time. Um, I'm a 32 year old dad, right? So like I've listened to these guys from way before when they were first coming onto the scene. I like what they were doing before. I like what they're doing now. This will be the first time I'm able to see them live. I'm going to see them with Blink blink 182. Um, blink also back for the first time in forever. Uh, maybe we'll talk about them later in this list. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But either way, I really love this album. I think it does something special with their sound. Um, I think they're able to tell a different kind of story now. And again, if you listen to the lyrics, they can be very powerful as well. I love the, I love the melodies. I love the harmonizing and go give it a listen. That is my number six album of 2023. The Jaws of Life by Pierce the Veil. Number five. Mambo number five! My number five favorite album of 2023 is not an album at all! No! It's an EP. I'm including EPs in this. You'll know why in a minute. But... I, I think that if you release a group of songs, that whether you call it an LP or an EP, and they are phenomenal, then I think they deserve to be put on this list. So The Brightest Days by Origami Angel is an EP that released this uh, just this last year in 2023. And for those who don't know about Origami Angel, let me tell you something here. They released one of my favorite albums, uh... Over the last few years, it's called Gami Gang. And not only was it an album, it was a double album. So I'm going to give them a pass for releasing an EP that is also very good. But no, Origami Angel, they're relatively new-ish, I guess you could say. Um, They only have two real albums under their belt. The first being Somewhere City and the second being Gami Gang, which is actually a double album. So take that as you will. But Gami Gang was phenomenal, start to finish. I was worried that the singles that we got were just going to be that, singles. And so when they released Gami Gang, and not only was it an album, but it was a fucking double album, I literally couldn't believe it. I Again, it was one of those things that I had to tell everybody about, and hopefully have made some new Origami Angel fans out there as well. But so Origami Angel released an EP in 2023. It's called The Brightest Days. And the first single that released off it is called Thank You, New Jersey. And it's got this, like, beachy, poppy, punky vibe to it that just, again, immediately reels you in and just hooks on to you and does not let you go. And you're like, I'm fucking, I'm ready. Origami Angel, throw me what you got. I'm ready to listen. I'm here for it, baby. And it does. It just never lets you go. And another standout song on it again there's only like six or seven songs in this thing in the first place so like a lot of them like they're all basically very good but the few standouts to me are thank you new jersey kobayashi maru um and then in parentheses my very own it's that is also a very good like edgier seat just fucking banger but the song i really want to hit home here it's called second best friend now if you listen to the song in a bubble or you listen to the song in a vacuum, you may be thinking to yourself, Oh man, this really sounds very samey. There's not a lot of variation in the song, whatever. And I respect that. I really do respect that opinion. Um, but this is an instance where if you listen to a song, I want you to really listen to the instrumentation that's being brought into it because, and I want, and I want you to pay attention to the nuances of the instrumentation. Okay. Okay. So we're literally going to do exactly that. I'm going to play you the portion of the the song Second Best Friend. This is going to be towards the the later part of the song, and it's going to get right into the end of the song as well. So we're going to play it. We're going to play it all the way to the end. And again, I want you to please pay attention to the instrumentation in this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is second best friend from the band Origami Angel off of the EP, The Brightest Days. I'm not kidding when I say that I get literal goosebumps every single time I listen to that song. So the ending of that song, um, that happens again, um, a little bit earlier as well. And the, the lyrics can be very simplistic, right? But maybe it's not always about that. The, the instrumentation behind it, how, how big and how full that song feels and sounds Again, it gives me goosebumps every single every single time I listen to it. And I I cannot get enough of it. it. It is a song that I will belt out in the shower, I'll belt out in the car. I will air guitar the fuck out of it. It's it's just in my opinion it's phenomenal. For being as simple as it is from a lyrical standpoint, I think that song is absolutely phenomenal. And that EP has legs of its own to stand on. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's my number five quote-unquote album of 2023. It's The Brightest Days by Origami Angel, and I implore you to listen to the song At Least Second Best Friend. Um, But again, it's a short EP. Listen to it all, and hopefully you enjoy. Number four. I kind of said that this was going to come up. You know, spoiler alert. But hey, Blink-182. You're back. Not only are you back, you're back with Tom DeLonge. Oh man, it's about fucking time. Um, speaking of time, the album is called One More Time. As a matter of fact, I love this thing. I loved it from the very beginning. Um, it's everything I could have ever have wanted out of a Blink album now that Tom is back. Thank fucking God Tom is back. I don't think the band has ever been the same since Tom left. Now, you can go ahead and look into why Tom left and all that stuff. There's not a lot of controversy behind it. There really isn't. Like the band members will tell you themselves like there's not a lot of controversy behind why Tom left. Um Tom went and did his own stuff. Uh Tom did Boxcar Racer, which their singular album is phenomenal as well. Um they he went on to do Angels and Airwaves, which is a great band as well. A lot more a lot more orchestrated feel to it. Um a lot more like Theatrical in terms of their sound, if you're interested in something like that. Not really more of the pop punk stuff like a Blink 182. Um But after all these years, Blink's back. They're back with their original three. And again, this is the literal perfect thing that I could have ever have asked for out of a band that had been so far removed from their original members. Like Blink was still going just with the the lead singer of Alkaline Trio uh, came in um, to replace Tom for a while. But now that Tom is actually back, I could not have asked for anything more with this album. Now, the few standout songs here, Anthem Part 3, which is the opener. Um, again, this is kind of a, a continuation of what they've done in albums past with Anthem and Anthem Part 2. This is Anthem Part 3. I think it's a beautiful opener for what you can expect for the rest of it. Um, you have Terrified, which was, believe it or not, a boxcar racer song um, that was supposed to be on a boxcar racer album, but they actually re-recorded it as a Blink song and put it on this album. And it is remarkable; it's so good. And then we have "When We Were Young," which is a more popier, um, Kind of feels like it could be an Angels and Airwaves song, but I just I think the chorus is phenomenal in this. It's really really good. Go listen to that. And then "Cut Me Off," which is an actual bonus song. Um, that they released when they released the deluxe edition of the album and again, very good song as well. But the one, of course, we cannot talk about this album without talking about the song that is named after the album. It's called one more time. Um, I think if you were, if you've been a fan of blink One Eighty Two for as long as I have, or if you've just been interested in their music for a while, then that, you know, that they are one of, if not the quintessential pop punk bands ever. Um, they've released countless albums. Uh, they have their distinct sound to them. They, they have singles that have traveled the world. They, I mean, they are probably the biggest veterans in the scene that you could look at today that are still making music. Right. And the music video for one more time really pulled at every single nostalgic heartstring you could ever imagine. Um, pulling in stuff from their old music videos and just seeing the emotion on these guys' faces. This song is so emotional. In fact, that when they played it for the first time live, if I'm not mistaken, Mark Hoppus, the bassist and, uh, one of the singers of the band, he cried during it. If I'm not mistaken. Um, again, like I believe during the first live performance of the song, it's, it's been a long time coming guys. And, I'm I'm so fucking happy that this album's a thing. I'm so happy that they're back to making music together. I'm so happy that Tom is back. And I cannot wait to see them later this year alongside Pierce the Veil. Just, you know, dad, dad dreams coming true, realistically speaking. I'm going to play the song one more time. We're going to start it from the beginning. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, but we're going to listen to a little bit. Um, again, this is One More Time by Blink-182 off the album. One more time.
1: Time.
0: That's One More Time by Blink-182 from the album One More Time. Again, I you need to go watch the music video for this. It's a very emotional journey, and I, I've had this song on repeat for God knows how long. I mean, I mean, since it's released, realistically speaking. And I can't wait to see them. The, another reason why this album really like reached number four on my list, not just because Tom's back, not just because this album's everything I wanted, blah, 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 blah. But no, I have a four year old daughter who I'm not, I'm not trying to force the stuff that I like onto her, right? Whether that be video games, whether that be music, whatever it may be, I'm not trying to force that stuff on her. I want her to be able to experience and enjoy things as she sees fit as she experiences them, Right. And so right now it's a lot of Gabby's dollhouse. It's uh, believe it or not, it's even some cocoa melon, like shit like that. But if she enjoys it and she's having a good time, sometimes it's even Power Rangers, you know? Like, and Pokemon, it as long as she's enjoying it and she's finding these things by herself, then I'm happy for her because I get to see the joy on her face and I can be like, that's fuck yes, kid, you you get that. That is your thing. You latch onto that. I love that you love that. Um, and so I listen to a lot of pop punk in the car and I like to listen to my music in the car and she tends to be in the car frequently when I'm driving as well. Um, and so she listens to one more time, pretty fairly frequently, I guess you could say, but it was one day that she, we're driving and I can't remember if it was me just dropping her off at daycare or whatever it may be. But, um, she's like, Hey daddy. I'm like, Yeah. She's like, can we listen to that one more time song? I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, I like that song. Can we listen to that song one more time? And I I start playing it. I'm like, this one? She's like, yeah. I'm like, wait, 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 you like this? She's like, yeah, I really like this song, daddy. And I'm like, okay. And so we'll listen to it and she'll start singing it. And the thing that I love the most about Well, not not that I love the most, but one of the things I love about my daughter is that she has a really good, uh, she has a really good pitch in her voice. Um, I guess that comes from my, my wife and I coming from like choir backgrounds and whatnot, but either way. So the fact that she not only sings, but she sings on pitch is great for a dad listening in the front seat. Um, and it just, it warms my heart. Like it just puts a smile on my face. And then when the song ends and she asks, Hey daddy, can we listen to it again? And I just, it's one of those moments as a dad is, is just a parent where I'm not intent. I'm not trying to force the stuff I like on her, but the fact that she is try, she is like grabbing onto something that I do really enjoy it. It, you know, it's a powerful feeling. It's a powerful moment to happen between your kid and yourself. And I hope we have many more of those. And I mean we already have. We already have multiple other songs that that I've listened to and she really enjoys and we listen to over and over again. So shout out to One More Time by Blink182, my number four album of 2023. But it's time to get into the top three. The top three. And my number three spot really surprised me. Really thoroughly surprised me. Over a decade between album releases for this band. I never thought this band was going to make an album again, to be completely honest with you. They came out with uh, three albums, and then they kind of dove off the face of the earth. Basically never to be seen again. The band is Boys Like Girls. And if you have not listened to Boys Like Girls, let me tell you this. Their debut album... It's self-titled, so Boys Like Girls by Boys Like Girls is one of the best albums in the genre by a mile. It is by far one of the best albums in the pop-punk genre. Again, leaning more on the pop side of things, but it is phenomenal from start to finish. Their next two albums, not so much in my opinion. So I was hesitant at first. I was very hesitant to hear that after a decade they were coming back together and they were going to release a new album because what does a boys like girls album sound like when these band members have been so far removed from the, like from the band for so long, what does that even remotely sound like? Let me tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like eighties synth pop with new age pop punk mixed in. It's fucking rad. This album is awesome. It opens with, like, this orchestral synth fucking instrumentation thing with no lyrics, and it just sets the tone for what the album's going to be. And then you get into the first song, which is called The Outside, and it's just, it's big, it's bombastic, it's it's vibey, it's boppy, it just gets you into it. It gets your head bobbing. You're, you're fucking in. And then you have different types of takes on the genre throughout. And, uh, it's just, this album surprised the absolute hell out of me. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did or as much as I do for that matter. I still obviously listen to it. And it's just, again, when a band does something new while still keeping a little bit of their original sound, and they do it well. I am 1000% in and that is exactly what we got with this album from Boys Like Girls. The album is titled Sunday at Foxwoods. And the song I'm going to play for you, the little snippet I'm going to play for you is from the song called Physical. And uh we're just going to we're just going to open with the song and play a little bit of it and you'll get what I mean by fucking vibey. Here's Physical by Boys Like Girls. See what I mean by vibey and like, that's, that's the album, right? Like that's the whole album. And then the chorus just gets even bigger and crazier as the song goes on and physical, like that was just the opener, right? But like you get a lot more instrumentation in there. You get the drums kicking, you, just, you get guitars rocking. It's just, it's a great time. That song's amazing. And that album's just really fuck. It's so cool. That a decade later, over a decade later, this band comes out with something that surprised the absolute hell out of me to the point where I, I mean, I hope they just keep making music at this point because, you know, there are bands out there that like more power to them to releasing new music, but there are bands out there who have been so far removed. And then they come back and they're like, we're making a comeback. And then they release their album. It's like, what the fuck was that? Right. Thank God Boys Like Girls does not like those bands because this was awesome. I, wow. Sunday at Foxwoods by Boys Like Girls. Go check the album out. It's so good. It is so, so good. And that's my number three favorite album of 2023. Top two time. Top two. So for those who don't remember... Um, over the years of 2020 and 2021, we had a pandemic, uh, COVID-19, not a fun time, not a fun time at all. And it's a very, very bad event that happened around the world. Um, and depending upon the artists, the musical artists, some took it in stride. Some basically broke up because of it because they weren't able to get in the recording studio. They just grew apart because they weren't able to spend time together because of the pandemic, whatever it may be. And, uh, my number two album of 2023 is called suicide and sunshine by trophy eyes. And this not to spoil anything. This is my last album on my list. So if I were to give like an album of the year award, it would be to this album. It'd be to suicide and sunshine by the band trophy eyes. They basically did break up. Um after their album that came out before this one, they like they were basically done. Um and I was I was kind of upset because I really didn't like the last album that they came out with. It just te- it seemed too generic for me. It seemed too too poppy for me. If, if if that sounds weird because this this band was not known for that type of sound. They were a very very heavy band. Trophy Eyes deals with very heavy themes in their music. Very heavy. Liter- like this this is not hyperbole they they literally talk about I mean it's in the name of this album right suicide um they t- in a previous album of theirs they talk about hanging oneself um Obviously, they talk about drugs, alcohol, relationships, whatever it may be. Very, very, very powerful themes. And, but the album they released before Suicide and Sunshine it was like the American Dream or, or an American Dream or something like that. And I, I didn't gel with it at all. I I thought it was a complete 180 from what, and again, I'm perfectly fine with bands experimenting with new sounds. I love when bands are able to do that because I don't want them to be confined in a fucking box. You know, bands deserve, artists deserve to express themselves in any way they see fit. And, but with that album, I'm like, man, they got rid of everything that made them what they were in the past. And so to hear that they were on the verge of ending completely, I was like, I I really hope not because I want, like, I would love to hear what comes after this because maybe what they come out, what they come out with after is kind of like a happy medium between the two types of sounds that they have. And by God, we literally got just that. The album suicide and sunshine by trophy eyes. Again, if I were to, if I were to put a stamp on it is my album of the year from front to back a full-length album. It is the best one I've listened to all year. But again, it is very, very powerful in terms of the lyrics that are being given the, the stories that are being portrayed so much so that this album has, let me just say this first, a few notable standouts are blue eyed boy, um, which is about a friend who had passed away. Um, I'll leave it at that one. Uh, What Hurts the Most, which comes after a song that I'm going to get to in a minute, but it comes after the hardest to listen to song I've ever heard in my entire life. And then the song I'm going to play a snippet for you from, which is Runaway Come Home, which is just phenomenal. But before I get into the snippet, before I get into that, I want to say this. There's a song in this album. It's called Sean. Again, the name of this album is suicide in sunshine. There's an, there's a song in this album. It's called Sean. If you, if you are any, if you have trigger warnings for anything around suicide or anything like that, do not listen to it. I will tell you straight up. I will tell you upfront straight up right now. Do not listen to that song. This is not this is not like a reverse psychology type thing. This isn't me trying to enable you to listen to it. I will tell you right now, if you have trigger warnings for suicide, do not listen to that song. It was the hardest song I've ever had to listen to in my entire life. Frankly, I was surprised it was even included in the album. Just the quick rundown of that song is that it's literally about one of the band, like the band members, one of their best friends committing suicide. And it has the, one of the most difficult to listen to lines in a song ever as well. Basically to the point where the lead singer, the lead singer confesses to the listener that he basically just didn't give a shit and was like, for all intents and purposes, like, if you're going to keep talking about it, why don't you just do it? And again, the lead singer singing that and you as the listeners have having to sit back and my literal reaction when I heard that was what the fuck? I mentioned many, many, many times throughout this episode that music is a very powerful thing for me and I I love it. I think it is one of the best and most pure art forms that we have, period. And it's moments like that as well where you can have some incredible, happy, mesmerizing songs that you listen to, but you can also have ones that hit so goddamn hard that you never want to listen to it again. That is Sean for me. It is a song so powerful and so disturbing that I physically do not want to listen to it again. And it is on my favorite album of this year. I remember playing it for my wife because I'm like, Trust me, I know this isn't something that you want to listen to, but I need you to listen to this so you can hear the lyrics behind it and tell me, I want you, I need you to tell me how you feel about this. And so I made her listen to it. And that line came up and she looked at me and she's like, my exact same reaction. She looked at me, she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, isn't that awful? And the other thing, too, about it is I talk about in this episode how the tone changes of an an artist as they're singing a song, right? The tonal changes that they make, and that can really convey a different emotion. And especially in that song, you can hear it. You can hear the lyrics themselves strain him as he's trying to get them out because he's trying to exercise those demons that he's had built up. It's another reason why music is such a beautiful thing is that even in the darkest moments, even in the most traumatic moments of somebody's life, you can take that time and express, they can express themselves and exercise those demons. Again, I'm telling you, do not listen to that song if you have trigger warnings for suicide. It is one of the most disturbing things I've ever listened to and I purposely will not try to listen to it I, like go out of my way to listen to it. It's that powerful. But the album as a whole is remarkable in the way that it was made. To the we go from a band that was on the verge of collapse, on the verge of never making anything ever again to coming out with something so Master masterfully crafted and so beautiful and real and emotional that I'm I'm so so happy they did. I'm so happy that they stuck together and they came out with this, for lack of a better word, masterpiece. I'm gonna play the opening from the song Runaway, come home. A song that believe it or not my mom actually enjoys.
1: That's where I ran out of road, left a little of my soul there. Broke down, come back home, my life didn't do me fair. Gotta go fast, can't stop here, no time to catch my breath. Never thought I'd end up alone, never thought it'd break my back. Say nothing, say nothing, just needed to hear your voice. Keep pushing on, nothing to see your little boy. Mm. Cause I've been gone so long that I can barely see your face. And now you're just a photograph I kept to take your place. What the years have done to me. Am I the man you said I'd be? Cause I've been gone so long that I can barely see a face run away.
0: That was Runaway Come Home by Trophy Eyes from the, from the album Suicide and Sunshine. My personal album of the year, if I were to give it just strictly to an album that released in 2023. Again, I said it before and I'll say it again. I truly believe that this album from front to, from front to back, from beginning to end, from start to finish, is a masterpiece. It is not going to be for everybody. It is truly not going to be for everybody. The opening song alone gives you an insight as to how it's going to go. It's very screamy. It's very heavy. But again, if you open your mind a little bit more, and again, I understand everything that I listen to is not going to be for everybody, but if you, if you're interested in giving them a chance, I'm so happy that they stuck together. I think this album is just fucking amazing. And yeah, give it a shot. Suicide and Sunshine by Trophy Eyes, my my personal album of the year, but it's number two on my list because, oh my god! From the moment I heard the f- technically the second song on this. I knew this was going to be my favorite thing that released in 2023. I knew from that point on, okay? And you know what the beautiful part about this is? This released basically at the beginning of 2023 and it stayed at the top of my list all year long. It is another EP and I cannot wait for their debut album with their new singer. My number one favorite album of 2023 which is not technically an album it's an EP is there's nothing worse than too late by the band real friends real friends changed their lead singer for 2023 i mean i think it was technically in 2022 that they did but 2023 is when they really started releasing new music with their new lead singer their new lead singer used to be um a singer of the band uh, oh my god, why am I forgetting the name because they're one of my favorites right now and now I feel like a piece of shit. Wow. Um huh. I need to literally look this up right now because I'm losing my goddamn mind. Youth Fountain. Jesus. All right, there we go. The lead singer of Real Friends, the new lead singer of Real Friends used to be a singer on the band Youth Fountain and I fucking love Youth Fountain. Um, Now Tyler's the main singer of that. He always has been, but now he's the sole singer of Youth Fountain. Still fucking phenomenal. Go listen to them Um, or him for that matter. But the lead singer now of Real Friends to me is one of the most quintessential new artists or new singers to come into pop punk. In my opinion, his sound is what is the sound I think of when I think of the genre, pop punk, he has the perfect voice for it. Melodic, heavy at times, um, clean at times, just, it literally makes your ears happy. Like, as dumb as that fucking sounds, I cannot get enough of this singer. So when they released this EP... Okay, they released the EP near the beginning of 2023. Again, it's called There's Nothing Worse Than Too Late. It's by the band Real Friends. I had already heard singles leading up to this. Was I hoping this was an album? Absolutely, I was hoping it was an album. Whatever, what are you going to do? So I'd already heard singles from this. Okay, so I already kind of knew what to expect. But to even blow my expectations out of the water... I, I tell you, I've told you earlier when a song brings a smile to my face and I, it's at that point that I need to tell everybody I know about it. I cannot shut up about it, but it goes a step further. It goes a step further that not only do I smile, but I physically out loud laugh to myself at how fucking good I think it is. And that's literally what happened when this EP came out. I can tell you the exact moment that I had this epiphany. I was laying in bed. My wife was getting ready in the bathroom. I was laying in bed, and I saw that this EP released. I was already anticipating it. Like, I was already looking forward to it because I liked the singles already as, as that had previously released over the last year. So, I, again, I had my preconceived expectations. I was sitting there in bed and it was over my, it was just over my fucking phone speaker, no headphones, no earbuds, just over my phone speaker. And I played the song, the second song on it, it's called the damage is done. It's the song that I'm going to play for you shortly here. And when the chorus kicked in again, not only did I smile, Physically smile, but I out loud laughed to myself. And I knew from that point on, right then and there, that this is my favorite thing that's released this year. And it was strictly based off the second song on the EP. Just the second song. And to know that it only gets better from there. I... I couldn't believe it. I frankly, I still can't believe it. I can't believe that this is not just an album. Like this is, this is an EP for fuck's sake. I, Oh my God. There's not really much else I can say. Let's listen. I want you to listen to this. Okay. I just want you to listen to this. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to play you like 20 to 30 seconds of this, which I believe is going to be the chorus of the song. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I hope you enjoy because I, I can't get enough of this. This is the song. The damage is done by the band real friends from the EP. There's nothing worse than too late. Again, I've said it earlier in this show. When when artists change their tone in a song or artists add something to their lyrics and really just conveys an emotion within a song, when he says he's out of breath and you can physically, you can hear him lose more of his breath as he says those lyrics, it's again, it's moments like those that stand out to me as just... You know, it just adds so much more to that song. And it makes me appreciate that artist so much more. And I hope with that very small snippet that you can, that you see where I'm coming from when you hear his voice and you're like, Oh yeah, that's that genre. But it's not, I don't mean it in a generic way. I mean it in like a, I'm so happy that this exists. And I'm so happy that this is the sound that they have now because I liked their original singer. I liked what they did before, but now it's just, they feel like they have such more of an edge to them. And I just can't get enough of it. It's so good. And Oh my God, a a couple other songs to point out on this EP is I don't have to do that anymore. And I'm not ready. Just remarkable songs, a, a phenomenal EP. I, I'm so, I'm mad that it's not a full album. I'm still waiting for a full album of theirs to come out because they just released another fucking single, which is also very good. I'm just sitting here waiting on the edge of my seat for them to release an album. Hopefully there's one coming in 2023. Um, I mean, 2024, Jesus Christ. Hopefully there's an album coming this year. But if not, I can promise you that I will have this EP on repeat probably all, all year as well. Um, I, I mean it guys, it's my favorite thing that released this year. It's been my favorite thing that released all year since it released, which was at the beginning of the year. I remember that it was, I was basically getting ready to go to HCS Charlotte, which was the first major event for the halo championship season. Um, I just, oh my God, it's so good. It it blew my expectations out of the water and they were already sky high. I, I cannot praise it enough. I can't praise them enough. I'm so glad that they found their new singer. I'm so glad it is who it is. I'm so glad that youth fountain is still thriving with, um, with Tyler at the helm of that project. It's, 2023 was easily the best year of music I've ever had in my entire life. Month after month after month, it was banger after banger after banger of an album or an EP. And it just, man, what a fucking year for music it's been. I have no idea if 2024 is going to top it. I don't even care if it does or I don't care if it doesn't all I know is that I have these amazing experiences to listen to over and over and over again now. And I'm so thankful that these bands and the art, these artists released what they did and took the time to make what they did and poured their heart and their soul into these projects because it just makes me, it just makes me so incredibly thankful for the music that we have and the music that's being made and just these artists in general, because that's exactly what this is. It's art. And Art is subjective, right? Not everybody's going to like what you like, and that's perfectly fine. So if if you listen to this and you hate every single thing that I talked about, that's perfectly fine. It just wasn't for you, and that's okay because hopefully you have things that you love to listen to. And maybe the things you love to listen to I may not like, but at the same time, I will say this. I'd love to give it a try. I may have the genres that I love. I may try to dip out into other things as well, but I'm interested in what you thought was the best thing that you listened to all year. So please, um, you can send us an email by us. I mean me. And, uh, actually I kind of forgot what the email address is. So I'll just put it in the description of the episode. (laughs) Clearly I wasn't prepared for this. Damn it. But, uh, no, seriously, let me know what your favorite thing that you listened to all year was. Let me know if you agreed with uh, some of the things that I had in my list. Let me know if you listened to the things that were on my list. I hope you enjoy them just as much as I did, because holy moly, I adored them. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode two of A Journey Through the Fantastical. My favorite musical listenings of 2023. Again, my plan is to try to do these once a month, but considering it's award season, end of the year, beginning of the new year award season, I think we'll do uh, my game of the year very, very shortly as a matter of fact. So stay tuned for that. Again, I said at the top of this episode, I'll say it again right now. 2023 was also, in my opinion, the best year of video games we have ever had. Obviously, minus the layoffs, which we'll talk about in, the, in that next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you so very much for joining me on this journey through the fantastical. Catch you next time. But until then, peace out.